it's important. So I, I eat backwards. <laughs> I used to do that too. I was like, oh, I need to eat dessert because then you'll never have like room at the end when you do want the dessert and you, know, you find yeah. that you ate too much to even get it. Absolutely. Dessert's the most important meal of the day. I always get a salad and I eat it after my dinner. I'm backwards too. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I've always done that. I have no idea why. But Lynn, did you get what episode we're on? Oh, shoot. I think we're on episode 13. 13, well, right? 11 was the last one that we went live. Uh, and yep, it's and been... then... So this is 13, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was going to look that up and then we got busy talking. I forget. Yeah. such amazing conversations. And a matter of fact, for my opening statement, I'll open up with Black History Month and how, uh, and I have it up here, I posted it on Throat Punch Monday uh, page, how Jessica Sims was a martyr for change about the hair. So we'll go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. You could talk about your dessert. Don't get me started on dessert. (laughs) Yeah, because in case I have to chime in, then we're all going to be having dessert after we're done. I, right. I, I've got banana cream cake waiting for me already from Smith Island, so we're good. All right. And I'm baking a devil's food cake that I'm doing semi-naked with chocolate ganache and a, uh, a chocolate-covered strawberries. Ooh. Gained five pounds. I, I was going to say, I gained 10 pounds already. <laughs> all the sweets and carbs. I gain no weight. I'm good. <laughs> and we don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Live in 10, 9, 8, 7. Oh, monitor six, the chat, Cliff. Five. I forgot we want to say Okay, yeah, well, I'll bring it up. Once we get started, I'll bring it up. Hey, what's up? Good evening, Trash Talkers. And thank you for joining us again for another episode of Throat Punch Mondays. We're mm-hmm. live today and it's President's Day. So happy President's Day. I hope you guys are enjoying your hopefully it's a long weekend. If not, you know, um, go presidents. I don't know. <laughs> we just got that with Super Bowl. So I don't know. Um, anyway, I'm joined with the mental health warrior Cliff and our friend Linda, who was on our show um, on our last pre recorded show. So that aired a couple weeks ago on the first Monday. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Cliff. Do you have anything, any opening statements or anything that you want to talk about before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this weekend, my oldest son, as you know, he's a senior in high school this year, and he's done really well. Uh, Cliff Jr. has. And we were down at Hampeden Sydney College in Farmville. I don't know if if people watching that know about that, but it's the 10th oldest college, private college in America. I had no idea this college existed until they started talking to Junior. They only admit less than 240 students, I think is the size of his freshman class, and he got accepted and he decided after visiting the campus this weekend that he does want to go there. So I'm very proud of that. Uh, never in my lifetime had I ever thought one of my kids would go to a college like that. But that pays off from his hard work. You know, he, he's the one that did the hard work to get in there. And he's very proud about that. And so, you know, this weekend and, and it's funny, I got a picture uh, because my wife's in Rhode Island. So Lloyd had to go. And so they had like the parents day and you walk around the campus and all that. And, and Lloyd was a real trooper because we were down there for four hours and it's not what a seven-year-old wants to do, but 
but he, he, he did a really good job and he was proud of his brother. And I got a picture of him standing out in front of the library and he could just kind of see how Lloyd was glowing uh, about his older brother. And that was very nice. And, and actually one of the ladies come up and said, she goes, Oh my gosh, you, you were so well-behaved and everything. And she goes, well, how old are you? And Lloyd's like, I'm seven. And, and she's like, wow, you did amazing. And she had her older son that was with him that was, you know, going in the hand, hand in Sydney. And he looked at his mom and she goes, Hey mom, was I like that when I was seven? She's like, Oh Lord, no, no, no. <laughs> so, so that's, so that's my happy Monday story. I hope everybody had a good week and, and really I'm excited to have Linda back on the show. I've known Linda for a long time. We've done speaking events together. We've been on panels together and she's really an awesome lady. And, and she really rocks it when she comes on. Uh, I know she has love of boxing. She went to a boxing match this weekend. So maybe she'll, she'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, boxing is an exciting Ooh. sport. UFC is, is what it is, but I'm, um, I'm true to boxing. Just that I have been my whole life. So <laughs> I appreciated the pictures right. that you sent me. Uh, it's it, it, it pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks for that cliff. And I'm glad you guys had a good weekend. And so before we get to Linda and Linda, I know you have a lot to say as we're so excited to have you on. Um, I just want to point out the fact that it is black history month. So happy black history month um, to everyone out there. Uh, I do want to share a story uh, that was highlighted on our throat punch Monday page. We, um, I want to talk about our hairstyles in the military, right? We were talking about this before, uh, before we started recording. And so Jessica Sims, she was a martyr for change. She was in the, uh, in the Navy for 12 years. She had a stellar career and, uh, they, uh, discharged her for disobey, uh, disobeying a lawful order for not cutting her hair. Cause she had it in locks and it was tied up really good. It was actually really neat. I don't know if you could see that picture, but mm -hmm. it looks really great. So, um, her case sparked the beginning of change, um, that resulted in updated relaxed policies for women of color in the United States Navy. So thank you, Jessica Sims, and um, thank you for being part of Black History and making changes for our military. Well, you know, it's just like what we were saying yeah. before we started recording that, you know, it's, it's amazing that she did that and, and that it's a shame it cost her her career. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's funny. So when women started going into the military, they're like, well, we don't want them to look like men. But yet then they forced them to have haircuts that look like men or tie their hair back so that it looks like a man. So it, right. it, it was it, it's kind of funny, but it's glad to see that change and, and they will have that flexibility. Um, you know, my wife's mixed race and she deals with issues with her hair that I don't, I don't understand because I don't have hair. So. Uh, it's really great. And, and I think sometimes as men, we forget that, 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 you know, women's hair are completely different from our hair uh, and it has different things that needs to be done to it and stuff like that. And so, you know, hey, guys out there, be supportive of your wife, or your girlfriend, if she's doing hair stuff. So <laughs> that's my public announcement for today. <laughs> All right. So we have Linda Diaz on our show. She is the founder of Lorenz Law. She has a nonprofit um, she also does, uh, uh, do you do, you do a blog too, or uh, I, try, you I do counseling? I don't do any blog, right. Okay. I usually do podcasts or interviews. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't have a blog. So she, uh, she also is a big mental health warrior advocate, just like Cliff and all of us. So we're so excited to have her on the show. Her story is actually very tragic and she used it as strength to help everyone else. Um, so without further ado, Linda, go ahead and give us like a short synopsis of what you have. Hopefully the viewers have seen the episode before this. If not, go ahead after our live, go and take a, take a look at the episode that we did that we just aired a couple weeks ago. 
Awesome. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. At, you know, um, I am here, but before I actually start, um, I also want to say, you know, happy Black History Month. And um, I want to say since I was a little girl, there's always been one person that I have always uh, looked up to. She has always been um, you know, my Shiro and uh, someone that I have always looked up to. And of course, I wasn't even born, um, you know, truly when she was around. But I want to say, um, you know, one of the, the biggest heroes that I have is Harriet Tubman. Um, and in what she did in order to pave the, 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 the road for the future and um, helping, you know, so many families and, um, you know, so happy Black History Month and my hero is Harriet Tubman. Um, but, you know, to move on to me, I am so happy to be back on. Um, yes, I'm a mental health advocate, um, warrior like, like Cliff and um, I have a nonprofit organization. It is named Lorenz Law. It is uh, a piggyback name of the two laws in the state of Maryland, but the reason why I founded the organization, the reason why I concentrate on mental health and I'm such a big advocate with regards to uh, suicide prevention and anti-bullying is because uh, nine years ago, February 16th, I lost my 15-year-old daughter to suicide after relentless bullying um, regarding um, you know, her sexual identity or, you know, what she was kind of um, going through as a teenager. And um, for that reason, uh, I speak out, I support legislation, I support um, youth in crisis, I support families in crisis. Um, it's something that I've been passionate about and will probably continue to be passionate about because um, as we all know, the stigma for suicide um, or anything mental health related, it's, it's still the biggest taboo. And we're in the middle of a COVID pandemic. And no matter how many times we hear it, and no matter how many times, um, you know, we attempt to speak out on it, it is still a stigma. So um, that is the basis of who I am and what I do with my organization is speak out against the stigma and in support of mental health suicide prevention and anti-bullying definitely a, a tragic uh, story but we're super grateful i'm sure uh the the community is grateful to have you help advocate and pass that law where counselors actually needed that training to be able to talk to the young people about mental health and be able to uh, point out those signs and try to prevent that ahead of time. And that's definitely needed. That's why we're here on this show. That's why we have veteran trash talk. You know, we, we, we might not try or we might not see that 22 a day go down, but our job and our mission is to try to prevent that. And that is with our veteran families. That's with military families. That's with our children, our spouses, everyone that's involved in the military community. And thank you so much for being that strength for everybody. So if you want to know more about that, go watch our show. Talk to us about your military career. I know we were talking about boot camp. We talked about boxing. Uh, we talked about hair. 
Yeah, I mean, now that's on the subject of hair and Jessica, yep. the amazing work that she did in order to be able to help. Yeah, hair was a big thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about, let's go back years. Um, and, and it's a miracle that, you know, it still lasted that long that Jessica yeah. had to actually be discharged because of something so simple as hair. That was oh. one of my things going in is my hair is very curly. But when you right. take the cover on and off, my hair would become straighter. Curls would loosen and my hair would go straighter. And the next thing you know, you know, I'm being told I'm, that I'm out of uniform because my hair, you know, was touching my collar or, you know, I looked un, you know, like I didn't look. Yeah. Because of my and, hair. and so we did get a comment. Um, so I'm following the comments right now on Veteran Trash Talk page and we have Ray Lopez. Hey, thanks for watching. So he comments, well, you sign up for a job. You abide by the rules of the job. I'm sorry, but there needs to be accountability for saying no, either you like it or get out. Okay, I agree to a certain extent, right? But the the regulations for women's hair, especially black women, have been so out of date and was targeting them just because their hair was curly or it was kept in like neat locks or whatever. Um, just targeting them was racist. Like you can't say, "Oh, your hair is unkempt" when that's their natural hair. You know what I'm saying? So yes, you signed up for the job. It's either you like it or you don't. But without people like Jessica Sims who stand up for it things aren't going to change. People aren't going to be like, oh, well, guess what? That's wrong. You know, uh, that's I mean, that's true. It's, you know, um, and Ray, thank you for your comment. You're absolutely right. And I'm going to I'm going to be the first one to sit here and say to you that when I first joined, I really didn't have that many um, arguments. Uh, I was 18 years old. I was fresh out of high school. I was young and um the one thing that I always, I'm going to tell you my way of thinking. The military was made for the for men, but I wanted to join the military. I knew it was going to be difficult for me, but mm-hmm. at, you know, I did everything I could to adhere and exceed in everything that I did when it came to the military from shining my boots. My boots look better than majority of the men. My uniform looked better than majority of the ben- the men. My cover was always tight, never wrinkled because I didn't put it in my pocket. Constantly trying to have to prove yourself I'm, that exactly. you're good enough as a woman to be in this man's world. And whether it's politically correct to say that or not, I mean, it is the predominantly men that are in, exactly. that, in that field. So exactly. in order to be accepted, it feels like you have to be perfect, you know, and nobody's perfect, but it takes a toll no. on you, right? I, exactly. Exactly. Although I, I, I'll, I'll beef now because I'm like, every time I see anyone now, I'm like, dead. you don't even have to shine your boots anymore, you know? So oh, yeah, they got that <laughs> automatic shine on it or whatever, <laughs> or exactly. it's like not even like leather. It's like, it's like, uh, like the, the suede or something. Right. 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 So like, so, what the, but when I was going through, when I was going through everything, that, that's when I'm on permanent duty. When you're mm-hmm. in boot camp, I mean, you know, forget about it. It's all war there. It's, you know, it's a mind game. They're going to try to mess with you. But when you're in permanent, in your permanent duty station, or even if you're a TDY, you're not in boot camp. you're not an AIT. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, making, you know, gigging you and trying to ensure that they can make you strong enough to deal with whatever, when you get out of, 
basic training in AIT is one thing. When you're on your permanent duty station and you adhere to everything and you have a few strands of hair because you're a female and my hair was already short. I had already cut my hair pretty short, but again, I had a few little strands that was going above and beyond, you know, to sit here and, you know, gig me on my hair. I even had this one captain. It's a good thing I can't remember his name. When I was at Fort Hood, he would purposely say my name to make me turn around and salute him all the time. You know, so mm-hmm. it wasn't fun. Trust me to this very day. I tell everyone that I am, you know, I will never ever um, regret going into the military. The military was able to provide me what I did not have, which was um, discipline, how to discipline my mind, how to be able to structure myself in a way that I am able to carry myself and survive because Lord knows I have survived multiple individuals trying to kill me. And not only that, being away from my kids. And that's not my- even an exaggeration because what, what years did you join? Just to give us a time frame of how different the world was. And I'm not trying to date you and I'm not trying to be rude, but what oh, years were they? I'm good. I'm good. You know, <laughs> no, I went in in 1986. Okay. So 1986, 1986. ladies and gentlemen. So I think uh, all uh, women couldn't even be in all roles until like 2016 or something. That's when they were uh-huh. able to become yes. at so this is literally 30 years ago 35 oh. years ago or something like that yes. right yes. and so the world was a lot different and yep. it was not nice to women in the military and and that's what i'm looking at the time i'm like oh my gosh like time is almost up and linda there's so many things we need to talk about because of your experience in the 80s and like how it's changed and all this the the trauma that you've been through i mean you are a warrior so um, let's go ahead and switch the subjects up and tell us, what do you do for fun to get your mind off of the tough times? Because I know these past two months and the holidays are so tough for for you. It's it so is. tough for, it for a lot of people, you know, because you're missing a great big part of yourself. So I know you're into boxing. Um, Cliff said you went to a boxing match and you, you're into, is it Muay Thai or Krav uh, Maga? It does Krav Maga, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I love boxing. I love fighting. So it doesn't matter if it's MMA or, um, or, or actual just old school boxing. But I ride my motorcycle for fun. I do a lot of things in order to be able to, um, you know, I need to create a, a safe space for my mind to go to in order to relax. Right. You know, I mean, it's, and that's what people need to hear. Like, what do you do in order to relax? How do you create that safe, safe space for yourself? Oh, my gosh. Right. So in other words, it's an excellent um, work and life balance. So I make sure that my job is is at a, you know, at a place Monday through Friday when I'm working. I, I do my hours. I do what I need to do. And then after that, because when you're a mother who's lost a child to suicide, the one thing that you're constantly doing is you're constantly going back. And it's not to say I'm not depressed. I do get sad. I live with my sadness. That's my new normal. But it's an everyday pull to think about what my daughter that's not here, you know, would be doing or what I could be doing or what we could be talking about. 
So I constantly do things. I have my dogs. I have a French bulldog and an English bulldog. And if anybody have dogs, they know that they are just like having children. So I have them I take care of. Then I love motorcycles. I love riding. Um, That's so so much fun. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) So when the weather is nice and warm, I am out taking advantage, um, even if it's during the weekday or whatever, but I take time to ride my motorcycle. So what's the weather it. there now? <laughs> Speaking oh, of which. It was nice today. It was it was nice. You it's guys nice. are both in the same area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's in Mar- He's in East, uh, Virginia, Virginia and I'm in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's 29 degrees here where I am. Oof. So it was definitely nice, but that's not to say I was. There like, was going down in here where I'm at today. Yeah. Right. But you're two degrees. You're in a different ecosystem yeah. over there from Well, Italy. I'm in Florida, so <laughs> yes, Lynn, you don't count. <laughs> so um I met Linda through actually Clifford. So what's funny is Clifford and Linda were both guests on my show. I had Clifford first. And then I and then Clifford referred me to Linda. Now I understand you guys have a, a great friendship that spanned for years. Cliff, tell me about y'all's friendship and what you guys do to upkeep um, that and uh, talking about your mental health and all that stuff. Well, you know, Linda brings up a good point, and I talk about this on my show, Mental Health Warriors, that you have to find that space where you can detach for things going on. Uh, and and my wife talks about it. You know, you gotta get learn how to decompress. And sometimes people forget that it's okay to decompress away from your family, right? It's okay to decompress away from other friends or by yourself. That's such a good point. That Linda was talking about that when she goes, she rides a motorcycle or she goes to boxing matches or she does all these other different things. And so it's important. And I talk about this. They have all kinds of different things in your toolbox. Well, you know, Linda and I, when we first spoke several years ago, but, um, it, was a, it was a conference in Maryland. It was a suicide was. in Maryland. Mm-hmm. I came and spoke. I was a keynote speaker there. And then I was on a panel with Linda and it was on that panel where her and I just really started talking and kind of really struck up a friendship right off the bat. I mean, sometimes you just meet people like that. And her story was very moving to me, very, very powerful. You know, my son's not too far away from her daughter's age. Um, And so that really had a profound effect on me. And, you know, Linda and I, we, we change phone numbers, we, we text and, and, and we don't talk so much, but we do text quite a bit. Uh, you know, if something's going on or, or something good happened or if something's bad happened, you know, when I was, um, you know, we fried out of the military and I talked about that because I chose to speak out against mental health. It cost me my 34 year military career. I was not in a good mindset. And Linda was one of the people that I text during that time. Uh, and she really helped me just by her friendship and knowing that, that she was there. And so it's always good to have, you know, that one friendship or that one person, you know, that's always there. And she knows I'm always there for her. I know, you know, she was having a bad time with, you know, her daughter's birthday and anniversary and things coming up and I'm not going to dive back into all that. And I would just always text her in the morning or sometime during the day and say, Hey, how you doing? Things going okay. And, and sometimes just doing that to somebody changes their way of thought and makes them, you know, maybe feel a little bit better. Or, or if they're kind of drifting off to the left a little bit and you say, Hey, what's going on? You snap him back and I have to think now about texting you back or something. Yeah, you got to find your tribe, you know, so yeah. if you click, you know, you maintaining that friendship and that's part of uh, it being part of your toolbox. So I'm really glad that uh, I've met you and I met Linda and now you guys are part of my toolbox. So and then you're part of Trash Talk community. And I love that. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, sometimes, you know, I, Lynn, I know you're very busy and I'll text you and I know you just got a new pool table and you're posting <laughs> on Facebook My about bad. what a great friend that was. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it's really fun, but it's 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 great to not only have Throat Punch Mondays back because I think it was an important show and I'm honored to be a part of it, uh, but also it gives a voice voice to women and to go out to talk about things that went on in the military. Now, I joined in 1987. Uh, and I will tell you that Linda's experience, you know, as as a young enlisted, you know, being in the military and see how women were treated differently back then, it was completely different. Uh, and so those things just need to change over time. And they have. But, you know, anything in the military doesn't change quickly. You know, it, no. it changes very slowly. So it's just something that's it's just a bureaucracy. Right. Weber talked about the iron cage of bureaucracy. And you just have to fight through it. And thankfully, that one lady was able to fight through and get hair changes. Uh, women can join different, you know, areas of the military now. Before when I was in, they they couldn't join, or right. when they couldn't join. So it, it's just really great. It's a slow progress, but also not only is it regulations change, but you have to change the way that the older generation of men were How thinking think. mm-hmm. and being in service, right? And that takes a generation. They say that always takes a generation to do that. And so you had those men that can cross over. It didn't bother me one way or the other. If you're a soldier, whether you're male, male or female, you're a soldier. Period. It didn't matter. Uh, you know, I was a warrant officer for, you know, I did 34 years. So, uh, but some men have problem with that, right? And they can't let their old way of thinking let go because it's culturally ingrained into them. And so you got to work your way through that. And that takes time and progress. Um, it does. It's, a, it's kind of, you know, you're right. You're right. It's definitely, um, in other words, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the cycle of dysfunction that needs to change. And if an individual is raised and believing a certain way, it, you know, I can't fault anyone for, you know, um, how they react. I've had many different people who would sit there and say, oh, well, when I was in, you know, when I was in women, in were my day, you know, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. but then you, it's, you know, and I try not to change anyone's mind. It's not for me to change anyone's yeah. mind. Everyone needs to be able to have an open mind be able to listen and hear what it is that they're taking in and change their own mind. So I don't want to change anyone's mind. However, there have been, you know, so many more men, older men, you know, who had, who would sit there and be like, Oh my God, I wish when I was in, you know, women look like you or, you know, so many different little things that they say, or, you know, women weren't as, you know, they weren't as adventurous as you or, you know, or something, you know, to each his own, to each his own. But you know what? It's definitely changed some from when I went in. Um, but you know what? There are just some battles that being a female, it's always going to be um, an existing battle when it comes yeah. to being in the military, no matter the branch, you know, what it is. We're always going to have struggles, but it is up to us to be able to know what we can take who can break us, um, know our strengths, learn from whatever it is that we go through and not harbor anger and just take what we can learn and keep moving forward and make life better. And that's powerful statement, especially like what you've been through, Linda. I know we've talked about it briefly. You've gone through some trials and tribulations of being a woman back in those days. And I'm not trying to say that you're old, (laughs) but back in those days was very different. And you went through a lot of stuff and I wish we could dive into that. I mean, like 
you got demoted and then promoted and then like held back and then told no several times because you're a woman. You can't do this. You can't do that. And you just push through it and you still did what you had to do. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show the strength and the resiliency that uh, that we have to have as women in the military. And I'm not saying that like all women or all men are bad. You know, it's not everyone, of course, but um, you just have to have that mindset going in into the field that we're in, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. We just have to, the only thing that I can say um, and advise, there's so many young, young ladies that are going in. um, And sometimes they're, they're actually deterred from going in. I actually support a military career, especially for not just young, you know, men, but young women. I mean, um, you can learn a lot. You can travel. You can meet new people. You can, I mean, if you like Star Trek, come on, you know, I mean, there's a journey and a discovery out there for you to find. And you don't learn anything like that unless you're a part of an organization and the military is one of the largest organizations in the world that has right. you know, existed. So, you know, I mean, what can we do? Let's get better. That's it. I've, I've always heard that. Um, I, I know when somebody told me, okay, so we used to do, we always did it this one way. We did it this one way, or it used to be this way all the time and it worked just fine. Okay. If there's a better way to do it, that uh, gives all inclusivity to everybody or makes everything just a better change why not why not give it a chance you know uh, so you can't always go into that mindset well this is how we do it it's just one track mind because you know sometimes there's better ways to do things so i think it's great to have an open mind and especially being part of a big organization you know oh i agree i agree i mean and the one thing that i do want to say is that i want to point out when it comes to you know our military personnel doesn't matter male or female is that, um, you know, we have to always keep our kids in mind because um, the yes. one thing that our, you know, it, you know, that our other halves may experience as far as being deployed and, you know, um, you know, leaving our other half or our spouse is, you know, these children, these children are going through a lot of stress. Um, and, you know, if the military can even hear anything that I have to say is, you know, um, be a little bit more cognizant of the fact that you have um, women in the military who also have children and are being deployed out. So they also not only have to deal with whatever um, battle they may have because they're a female, they also have the mental battle of ensuring their kids are okay when they're being deployed out. Yeah, so there's a lot to take in when you're a female in the, in the military. There's something I want to point out about that with uh, with parents in general, male and female in the military um, and with leave. So I think back then paternity leave was only like seven days or something. Yes. Well, they, they just upped it to 21, which is a huge congrats. <laughs> what I don't like is that they call them secondary um, parent or secondary guardian because you have to have, I mean, each parent should have an equal role in their child. Um, you know, in a perfect world, each parent would have an equal role and each parent would be primary. Like, why does the male have to be secondary? You know what I mean? But I'm glad that the military has taken steps into the right direction where they are giving males that paternity leave now because it's much needed for sure. Oh, 
for, but definitely. I mean, because I know when I was in, there were some amazing guys who were, mm-hmm. you know, they were awesome and they, they were ecstatic to have a new life. And sometimes if they were deployed, they'd be just as depressed being away from their newborn or right. their newborn child. They didn't get to be there. They missed that birth. They missed those birthdays. You know, I mean, everyone suffers, you know, when it comes to that. And, you know, right. I really want to say like Cliff is an amazing dad and he's always there for his kids. You know, both he and his wife have an amazing um, you know, relationship when it comes to taking care of the kids. You know, but ultimately, you don't have a lot of dads like Cliff that are there every day, day in, day out. They listen, they hear everything just as much as the mother would, you know. So there are a lot of um, a lot of amazing souls out there when it comes to, you know, males and, you know, being attentive as as a father. So, I mean, let's just support um, our youth and, you know, they are the future. They are the, you know, our tomorrow. And what better way to do that than to um, provide a united front, male, female, you know, active, inactive, veteran. It doesn't matter. Let's come together. Let's, you know, we all have exciting adventures that we can discuss as far as our journeys in the military. But the most important thing that we can do is learn from what we went through and make sure that, you know, like I said, Look for a better future. Look for a better tomorrow. Let's not try to dwell on the on the past because that's anger. Um, you can't right. live on anger. Anger it disrupts your your digestive system. It increases migraines. You can lose hair. You there's so much that the body goes through. You know, let's learn from yesterday and make a better tomorrow. Right. Take care of yourselves. Um, and then do not make the kids an afterthought. I know that the job comes first, but kids are important, super are. important. And uh, that's why we have you here today, Linda. Cliff, do you have any uh, closing notes for us? I want to, you know, piggyback, you know, uh, you know, Lynn, you're separated from your husband. I'm separated from my wife now. I'm mom and dad. And and geographically not like on paper yeah, yeah just, geographically. right <laughs> just for the viewers so they know my it's not in Rhode a Island, separation and, I don't, right your husband's in uh, Norfolk, Is Norfolk. Norfolk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Norfolk so you know it's tough right and so yeah you know I'm a big kids guy I'm the house is always fun at my house you know if you want to go downstairs and play on the bouncy house at nine o'clock at night I don't care or we can play together on the ps4 and do whatever after school work's done but you know as much as dad is fun dad isn't mom Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Lloyd, my seven year old, he is good during the day. But when it's when it's nighttime, yeah. seven, it's time <laughs> for him, you know, uh, to go to bed. He wants mom and not dad. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he calls her on the phone and he talks to her. And then, yeah, then I have to deal with his emotions. You know, yeah. I have to get the phone and some days it's good and some days it's not so good. You know, and so I just I allow them to lay there and let him express those. And then if, if he's really upset, I allow him to call her again. And there's been times where he's had to do that, you know, just to kind of, you know, calm him down and and change his way of thinking a little bit. So then he can go ahead and give us now that was she's a year into it now. And early on, that was really bad. But even still, you know, nowadays she still has, you know, those yeah. nights just a little bit rough. And, and so, you know, I have to be a little bit more 
you know, kind learn in letting him, you know, maybe sleep in my bed that night with me and not just stay in his bed if he's really upset or, or just kind of adjust those things, you know, to make his life a little bit easier as a seven-year-old, because they can be just as stressed out as a 30-year-old person, you know, in their way of the mind and how they think. And I think sometimes parents forget that kids think differently and kids can be stressed. They have that separation anxiety still. And you Mm -hmm. have to learn how to work through that with your child uh, in a ways that it's at their level that they can understand, you know, and I know that although my 18 year old won't admit to it, he does miss her, you know, and he misses her being around, but he's 18. He's he's not going to admit that. But I mean, right. uh, It's because he's older that he's able Uh to, to, to kind of adjust a little bit more. And you know what, Cliff, if I can touch on that, um, you know, the good thing that you're doing is what our viewers need to understand is right. um, there is a myth that everyone says. And if, if I think I've heard it at least two or 3000 times is the myth is that kids are resilient. Kids are not that resilient. And using Lloyd, um, Lloyd misses mom, but he has a great dad you know, but he misses his mom. And if you were a different person and you you didn't allow Lloyd to voice what he's going through, and instead you decided, you know, to be like a parent that says, oh, don't worry about it. Your mom will be back in time. Get over it. You know, you'll be good. And, you know, those are the things that kids don't need which they get a lot of. Yeah, it didn't make them bottle up and then they need to learn how to control their emotions. And so I have a nine-year-old and our bedtime routine is almost the same. Like it's almost identical as what you're talking about, Cliff, um, since my husband is stationed in Norfolk. So take her to bed, call dad. If she's upset, let her vent. You know, same thing. And I feel like it's important to allow kids that freedom to express their emotions and say it's okay. Um, it also helps them regulate their emotions and learns how to deal with that, you know, because if you're bottling up, you know, exactly what you were saying, Linda, it's, it's just bad. It is. It is. Um, I want to say keeping an open dialogue with <coughs> a child at a very young age. I don't think that parents should wait until their kids are teenagers, but to keep an open dialogue with your children will allow them to be able to come to you, be able to speak to you. If we, take that away from them. We're removing their voice. It's like their voice doesn't matter. And then what we're doing is we're silencing them at home and then they're going to school. And it's the exact same thing. They're in school. Yes, they're supposed to be um, learning, but at the same time, mom, dad is in the military or mom, dad, one of them is deployed. If not, both of them are deployed. And then you expect kids to go to school every day, day in and day out, worried about mom or dad that's deployed and not being able to voice that, you know? So, you know, kids who, who aren't able to express what they're going through, if their voices are null and void, they tend to become very angry. A child who um, is allowed to, to, to simmer in that anger, nine times out of 10, it's gonna come back. Either they have a 50-50 chance of hurting someone else or they're going to hurt not just someone else, but themselves also. You know, so it's a good thing to remember. Like I said, let's try to learn from, you know, from our mistakes. Let's try to teach our children. Let's try to keep that path for a better tomorrow. 
But you, we can't do that unless we are open to everything, everyone, learn experiences, understand from the experiences of those in the past, veterans in the past, to be right. able to make a better tomorrow. I mean, that's the only thing I can say. We that's exactly better. right. Uh, Linda, go ahead and plug in your website and um, other resources and let us know where they can find you or what resources are available to parents for their child. Absolutely. Um, uh, my website is LorenzLaw.org, and um, I'm sure you can find it on, on, on Veteran Trash Talk, and it'll probably deploy. But the one important thing that I want to say as a resource, especially when it comes to youth, Youth don't really like talking. So crisis text line, if I don't care what it is, whether it's a cell phone, a tablet, whatever. So instead of talking, they're texting? Instead of talking, text. Text 741-741, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They don't close on holidays, weekends, New Year's, or anything like that. And they have trained counselors on the other end that are going to sit there and chat. If, if there's a, a need for a phone call or something that, you know, where a child is in, in crisis, they will attempt in a way to reach out. But there is a platform out there. It doesn't matter if you're a, an, a child, a teenager, an adult. You need someone to talk to. You can't talk to your friends. You can't talk to your parents. You know, if someone is not taking what you're going through serious, but it's serious to you, text. 741741 to the crisis text line. They're also on social media. So Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, you can message them, you can text them. But that is the one resource that I really want individuals to be able to understand. Sometimes, you know, they don't want to talk. Texting is better. It's 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 somehow a little bit more relaxing. So that's the one resource. There are other resources on my website. If you want to go to my website, and Cliff also knows, I mean, we have the suicide, um, um, uh, the national suicide um, hotline. Uh, hotline that you can mm-hmm. reach out to, so it's 800-273-TALK, um, or you can actually reach out to them on social media. But the other organization that is throughout the United States is 211. It's local for every state, 211. Look it up. It's, it, it's national. If you need anything, if you're homeless, if you need help with utility bills, all of the wonderful stresses that may not be available or you don't know, 211. Those are all great resources. Thank you so much for your message and those resources. Again, your website is www.lorenzlaw.org. Go ahead and check that out, guys. You'll find those resources you talked about. 741-741 is the texting. So that's new to me, um, that texting crisis hotline. Um, But anyway, if you guys have time, check out VeteranTrashTalk.com. Go ahead and shop our shop. We have a bunch of new merch out there, like super cool ones, even crayons for Marines or something like that. (laughs) I just looked at the shop the other day and there's so much new merch there. Check it out, guys. You can check out all our podcasts out there also that's available to you. Thanks so much for joining us, Linda. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, you have so much more to talk about. If you haven't seen our episode, check it out. It's on uh, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Check that out, guys. Thank you so much. Happy Pre- President's Day. Happy Black History Month. 
Thanks for joining us on this Throat Punch Monday. We'll see you guys again next time. Bye, guys. Awesome. Bye. Aloha. <laughs> All right, cut. We're clear. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sorry for cutting off so many times. I mean, we had oh, like only right. this much time <laughs> and like so much to talk about. That is okay. That is okay. But it that actually important. went by fast. Yeah. It felt like we barely talked. That's ridiculous. Hey, I, you know what? It <laughs> seems like it, but I can guarantee you we probably did deliver a lot of good messages. Oh, we talked about a lot of stuff. It was a great oh, yeah, show. Yeah, we talked a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Cliff, thanks for allowing, uh, allowing us to use Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's important. You, you know, know. I think, you know, as much as I know that, you know, I've, there are six and seven and eight and nine year olds that have died from suicide. So mm -hmm. it's really important. It was just one the yeah. other day that he was being bullied and he hung himself nine year old on his bunk bed. Oh my gosh. His sister yeah. found him when he was seven and tried to get him down in the dead, you know, tried. That to, is horrible. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. You know, I had this one mom who reached out to me. Um, something told her to get up in the middle of the night and, um, her 